welcome back once again to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed and I'm joined today by Nick. Hello. By Emily. Hello. And by our Googling Paul. Hiya. And in this episode, we'll be carrying on our series, reading through the responses to a survey on what people think about Christianity, Christians, the church, faith, religion, and Jesus. Today, we're focusing on a few questions that cover the topic of prayer. And if you're interested in anything that we've talked about and you want to discuss it further, um, head over to Facebook on the SSOM listener group, where we'll be having discussions. Anyone who has any questions can post them there and we will try and get back to you as soon as possible. Definitely. If you're new to this podcast and want to keep up to date with all the latest episodes, make sure to like or follow our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages and subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform. So now we've done all the boring bit, let's get into our icebreaker. Uh, And today we're going to be asking if you can pray for something and have it answered instantly, what would it be? And there is a caveat to this that it has to be a silly answer, no serious ones, because when we started thinking about this question, it got real serious kind of real quickly. So silly answers only, what would you go for? 50 grand sombrero invisibility clock. Wow. Three things. That's just like a package. Talk us through. Talk us through that selection. Uh, 50 grand for expenses. Not sure what they are yet, but I'm sure <laughs> okay. I can find some. Uh, sombrero. Hard to find without going to Mexico. I've not been to Mexico. Okay. And I don't want to steal one from Chiquitos. Um, so that's the only other vendor of, of sombreros that I know. Invisibility clock. Uh, mainly so I can watch sporting events without having um, to buy a ticket. That's clever. Would you put the... Um, sombrero on top of the invisibility clock. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So yeah. I didn't want to be like creepy. So you need to be able to see. That was I should have. Yeah, I should have said that. So you're a floating sombrero essentially at that point. Yeah. yeah. So people know know that I'm that there's someone there, but not necessarily know that it's me. Okay. And do you okay. want to keep the money under the sombrero? I suppose if it was tall enough, yeah. You stack them up in fifties. You could probably just about. Yeah. Well, I guess it's God making this sombrero, isn't it? So, you know, I'm sure yeah. he, he can make a massive one if you want oh, to. Or like some sort of pocket, maybe. Yeah. Around the back. That's me anyway. Well, there you go. And my answer is really quick, though, right? And it's based solely on all of my emotions today. Um, yeah. Yacht. I'm going to ask for a really expensive yacht. I'm going to sail into the ocean somewhere. Not a scary bit of the ocean. A safe bit of the ocean and i'm gonna just probably eat pizza and enjoy not being surrounded by any humans (laughs) yeah is that okay (laughs) yeah that that's absolutely fine that's a that's a good one (laughs) my answer is very silly but i do all the same want it quite a lot and that's um if england could win the euros if we could go back in time i don't know if you can work out from that the day that we're recording this but um yes that's It's it's a thing that's close to my heart right now. Yeah, but like there's an element of as well, Paul. Stick like, yeah, while we're there, we may as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah, get as much as you can. Um, and well, if we're gonna pray about it, I think I was the top scorer as well. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, nice. Well done. That's what about you, Ed? Ever so slightly out of reach. That bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Can I do the really horrible one and say like a hundred more prayers? No, no, no that's cheating. Or is that is that Definitely. is that cheating? Well, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't just extend it beyond. Okay, um, I would say 
I I would take right now just a week on a beach somewhere like really hot with unlimited food and so similar to the yacht thing but I don't want to be out in the ocean that kind of freaks me out a little bit um me too actually it's the thing that I'm most afraid of is the deep- <laughs> <laughs> wow maybe you could tag that in just to not be scared of the sea <laughs> <laughs> definitely that like probably my deepest fear is being swallowed by a killer whale so um as long as well, specific <laughs> is very specific i was thinking about it the other day i went to an aquarium and i was just thinking like imagine how horrifying that would be so yeah all right i'm going to change mine to the same answer as y'all said but it doesn't have to be the same beach as you separate beach yeah well <laughs> that'd be good away from each other yeah. <laughs> specifically away from ed <laughs> My question first today, um, and my question is um, around um, only play, praying when things are uh, get bad or when things get rough or when we really need something. Um, a couple of people mentioned similar points to that, a couple of questions and a couple of the answers to some of our questions. Um, so, so my question is, uh, why do people choose to pray when things aren't good? Um, and what do you think that says about us? How do you think we should go about that lots of questions in one i think it's fine um particularly but i think i think it's fine in the same way that you're only going to see a doctor when you're ill or you won't go and see a doctor when you're fine um and i think that there's so much wrapped around prayer that that is helpful and unhelpful but I think for some people in really desperate times, it's a it's a really helpful thing, even if it's just an opportunity to vent feelings and frustrations and all the rest of it. Um, I'd yeah, so I'd say that any kind of communication with God is good. So I I, I don't see. I mean, it's it's nice to say well we should pray pray every day and read our Bible every day and it's quite, it's it's ideal but it's not always possible. And particularly reading some of the responses, I think when it's sometimes people that perhaps don't have faith at all or don't have a particularly strong faith or don't don't really uh, identify as religious or as Christian, I think that's probably a good opportunity to to speak to God. Hmm. I don't know, maybe that's just me. No, I I kind of agree. I think um, I personally, I think God is just absolutely delighted every time we we speak to him yeah. just absolutely loves it and he will take any opportunity to to communicate with us and and speak with us and i that that isn't saying that it wouldn't be beneficial for us to pray more often i think one of the things that i heard someone say about prayer is that it brings us in line with god's heart for the world and i think that's a really interesting aspect of prayer and I love the idea that through prayer, actually, we, we draw ourselves closer to God and we draw ourselves closer to seeing the world the way that God does or the God or that God intends for us. And that can only be a good thing. But does is God offended when someone shows up in his in his DMs um, like only when things get rough? I don't think so. Ed, you are so cool and down with the kids. I am so cool, aren't I? I'm glad that's the way that went. 
<laughs> I was expecting everyone to go, no, Ed, you can't, you can't use that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree. I think it's absolutely fine. I think it's absolutely fine to pray in time of need. I think, you know, I agree definitely that I think God is just delighted when we go to him with something. Um, what does it say about our default human nature? I think maybe it shows that in times of crisis, we know there's there's a limit to human control. We know there's a limit to um, things that as humans we can we can change and we we sort of also I think have it built into us that we need something supernatural and that we need a a higher love to quote one of our previous podcast titles um but yeah I think I think that's what it says about us does it set does it also show a sense of pride in ourselves that actually we think a lot of the time we can cope and that we don't need to tap into that heavenly power the rest of the time yeah it probably does but I don't think that God wants to hold that against us and be like oh I'm gonna put you on hold now or I'm gonna leave you on unread in my dms because <laughs> Emily no um, you, you can't get away that's too far <laughs> <laughs> irony of the fact that I actually work with teenagers yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah think i just think absolutely it's fine it's it's okay right if you're somebody that's listening that you know doesn't pray that often or just turns to god in a crisis i would say absolutely fine no shame or guilt in that but also maybe there is more to the fact that you're turning to god in those moments Mm. yeah and i think so much of this conversation like when we spoke about sin um and kind of lots of these like meaty topics there's always this this perspective that I think is kind of ingrained in us in some way that like we don't have faith because we're afraid of a wrathful, vengeful God who's going to be angry at us for getting stuff wrong. Like we, we, and we don't follow Jesus for that, for those years. We follow Jesus because actually we believe that that brings us into life in all its fullness and prayer, I guess, is part of that. It is a beneficial thing for us. So is God offended if we, you know, um, only pray when times to get get hard. I, no, definitely, I don't think he is. I think he would say to us, you know, if we prayed more, this would be good for you. But I don't think it's it's something that he would be, yeah, wanting to smite us for. What is on the list of things that he would want to smite us for? Ed? Very little, I reckon, asking, if anything. Asking for a yacht. <laughs> asking for a yacht. Yeah. Of expenses. <laughs> And simultaneous kind of hypnotherapy to get over your fear of the sea. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was quite interesting on the um, on the survey that um, around about 60% of the people who um, did the survey would identify as Christian, just under 60%. Yeah. But then less than 20% said they prayed all the time. Um, big percentage of sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite a an interesting sort of dynamic there, um, that most people don't pray all the time. What was it that that's, that's said to you, Paul? Um, I'm not sure. I just thought it was a bit, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I guess maybe some people will be saying, well, what, what do you mean by all the time? Yeah. Um, I think very few people pray literally all the time. 
Um, but yeah, I think, like you say, ideally, prayer all the time is is great. Being in tune with God all the time is is surely what most Christians should be aiming for. Um, I, I would imagine what most people are aiming for. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, it's a big ask, and like you said, Emily, we like to we like to be in control. <laughs> Sometimes that means ignoring the fact that we we know that we probably should be in tune with God a little bit more. It's kind of important to define a little bit of what prayer is in that instance then as well, because if your only experience of prayer is kind of that, that really set structured liturgy or prayer activities or sat kneeling next to your bed, reading through a prayer or going through your day, um, then when you read, yes, I pray all the time. No, that's just not, not physically possible. We would get nothing else done in life. Um, but actually, I guess if you consider prayer to be, well, I guess yeah, that's an interesting. What do you consider prayer to be as a as a a wide definition? This is screaming out for Google Paul. Google Paul. <laughs> and I have already Googled it. Oh, of course. That's you have. a Google strikes again. <laughs> um, Google says, in the narrow sense, the term refers to an act of supplication or intercession directed towards a god or deified ancestor. Prayer is an invocation that seeks deliberate communication with an object of worship. Doesn't really say anything. That's one of the weaker Googles. Yeah. Well, Google's got a lot going on for it, so I'll not hold it against it. <laughs> um, I think direct, direct deliberate communication is the bit that I'm taking from that. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that there's a. Um, misconception that prayer always has to be spoken I think you know I jotted down earlier because I think this is quite an interesting topic to talk about that in in Romans chapter 8 it talks about the spirit helps us in our weaknesses interceding for us when we can't pray in wordless groans and essentially helps us to pray for things that we can't find words for and I find that to be both really um comforting the idea that we don't always have to put words to our prayers and also confusing so if the holy spirit does that for us do we need to always pray out loud like i guess that's that's a question isn't it and we don't you know we definitely don't always pray out loud but i think there is a misconception that prayer has to be either followed in a ritualistic sense or that it should be um spoken out and i suppose i hope it brings comfort to people that god knows them before we've spoken them and that's part of his power do you think um this isn't a question that's an aside which often happens but do you think that the bible can sometimes be a little bit confusing when it comes to prayer thinking that more specifically about um the lord's prayer because i think that it's seen seen as fairly prescriptive um like jesus says right when you pray prayer like this and then obviously the lord's prayer follows and i think it's it is helpful but i i, I, I am intrigued as to what it is that he's saying there is, is he saying pray this prayer or is he saying follow this format or is he saying communicate like this it, there's lots there's so many different ways that you can take that and i think it generally it's it's perceived as pray this prayer but i'm not I don't know if I'm entirely convinced that is what he's saying. And bearing in mind that both um, 
Luke and it's Matthew as well. Um, I'm saying that. I think it's Luke and Matthew. Um, we're both written sometime after Jesus. It's unlikely to be like word for word what he said. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Again, I've kind of thrown at you just off the off the cuff, but it can be a little bit confusing, I think. Yeah, definitely. Especially when people have never seen it before and people just say, do this. I've seen it in church a few times where you, someone will say, and now we'll say the Lord's Prayer, and then 85% of the congregation just reel it off and everyone else is going, does anyone know what the next words are? Trying to or they're just at the same pace as each other. Yeah. Lips to say Concentrating more on the words than the actual meaning or anything. I, um, think, I think the Lord's Prayer used... It's best should just be a helpful framework to help us um, approach God and be guided in what Jesus thinks are like the important things. Um, mm. Forgiveness, his kingdom coming, his kingdom being present, knowing that God does provide us what we need, not necessarily what we want. But I think if you hold that, format that jesus talks about like go into a room by yourself pray this prayer and then also the fact that the holy spirit can intercede for us and we don't have to say that prayer i think that guides us towards freedom when it comes to prayer which some people might find difficult because they like to have a framework to follow but other people might think oh actually that gives me the creative freedom to communicate with god in whatever way actually works for me Hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's important to remember the context as well, because just before he's saying, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who lo- like, love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. And I guess if, if you kind of say pray like this within the context of don't do it in a way that just draws all the attention to you, um, maybe maybe that's part of the point he's getting across and it's not so much pray exactly like this it's what's the ethos behind you saying what's kind of yeah the gist of the whole chapter i love that you mentioned that actually because in the survey somebody commented about prayer that they they feel that it's narcissistic and i Mm. thought that was a really interesting comment because i think it definitely can be in when sort of done in in that way when it you know we can make prayer about ourselves even when we're praying for others, actually. I've been quite challenged about prayer, um, worshipping with a Baptist church at the members. I've grown up Salvation Army and we're quite military, I think, in our prayer times at times. It's like, okay, bish, bash, bosh, someone prays and we, we, we crack on with the day. Well, that's been my experience. Um, the Baptist will sit for a good half hour, 45 minutes, just with silence and everyone, every now and then someone will chip in. And I have no idea when it's ending or um at all so that's been quite difficult for me to get used to um and we we had a a catholic lady join us at one time and i was leading prayers that day so i decided to use liturgy and like we'll pray together and she said thank you so much was like getting so wound up with these (laughs) open long-ended prayer sessions that she just didn't feel at home with but it's so interesting how we can all fall into different styles of preference with prayer as well it's interesting you mentioned liturgy as well because like Emily was saying about having like a prescriptive method. I think sometimes reading somebody else's prayer can be like, it can be a really beautiful thing. Um, but by the same score, like crafting exactly what's on your heart at that moment in, in time, yeah. 
is really, really personal. Like, it, it doesn't come much more personal than that. I, I do think there's an honesty with prayer that you can be, some of some of the time it's being honest with yourself as well as being honest with God, isn't it? But um, I do think that's a, yeah, that's a really that's a really powerful thing. But also, on the same score, yeah, reading some people have got a really beautiful way of words and it's quite poetic to read mm. other people's prayer. It's, it's a bit like listening to music, isn't it? Where someone else says something that that you want to say, but they've already written the words and the music. Um, I find yeah, some sometimes that's really helpful. And that's that's I used to be of the opinion that someone else if you know pre-writing a prayer or something it's it's less meaningful because it's not it's not you know spontaneous but starting to get a bit older and understand a little bit more about uh life and the world i think that actually it's really it is a really what's going on in that moment can yeah it can last longer than just you know just the week or the month or the year even particularly you know, looking at some stuff that's thousands of years old i think sometimes looking at other people's prayers or reading other people's prayers hearing other people's prayers they put into words things that at that time you're not capable of doing mm. um like we like like we said in the survey a lot of people that don't play pray regularly some people just aren't in the right headspace at certain times to to put a prayer together um to actually deliberately do that if someone or someone else has already done it and said those words sometimes it can be really helpful and definitely bring me around into a place where i'm more comfortable being deliberate about prayer Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think it ties in with with that idea of the Holy Spirit praying with us and for us as well. When when sometimes when you hear someone say something, you think that's what that's what I need. That's what I'm trying to say. But you, it's sometimes it's hard, like you say, Paul, to craft it yourself because you're just not in the headspace to figure out what it is. But if somebody else says it for you, you think, yeah, that's that's it. That's what I've been trying. That's what I've been reaching for this whole time. I also think there's that that communal element that is unlocked with some of the written prayers where you are reading together as a group of people uh, a prayer that you're kind of all saying, yes, I subscribe to this. I'm, I, I wanted, and that's quite a powerful moment. I think when everyone's praying the same words together. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a uh, either or it's a both and, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't, how do you guys feel? About, it's interesting. You said that because uh, I'm not, I don't think about this, but I suppose it links into the Lord's Prayer as well, that when we get the the churches that I've been to, there's often been like a prayer on the big screen and everyone kind of reads it together. And I'm probably opposite, Ed. I think sometimes that that can be a little bit, it feels a little bit empty sometimes because you're reading it there and then. You don't have a chance to process it, reading it out loud and somebody else is saying, we subscribe to this, whereas you're not really, you don't really have the option, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I I quite like it in some scenarios. I totally hear that sometimes when you go in, it's just on the screen and you can feel really disconnected from it. Mm. Uh, but I can think of one or two occasions. One was at a, a, a chaplaincy training event I went to and the guy leading it handed out these sheets and it, they had kind of written this prayer for the environment and um, I, and they, they told everyone just to sit and read it for a while and then said, if you want to, pray it with us. And we prayed, to, prayed it together. And it was just so stunningly, beautifully written uh, that it was quite a powerful moment when, when actually people did pray for it. But it, it certainly had room around that for us to say, OK, what am, I, what am I praying here? What am I saying, you know, signing myself up for, I guess, or aligning myself to? And then it was quite a small group as well. There was only, it was 15 to 20 of us. It wasn't like in a big 
church hall with 100 200 people but um i yeah i don't know I, i've i've had some experiences where i found it helpful i've got to say i'm more along in fact i'm very much along next lines i don't think i've ever enjoyed one that's been sort of a communal reading off a screen prayer um but i don't know how much of that is to do with my hang-ups about i think like emily said earlier getting the getting the words at the right time when everyone else is and was it emily that said that i can't remember um yeah i think i think i i just i'm concentrating on saying it right and not mispronouncing a word so i don't know how much that's to do with my hang-ups that i can't let myself enjoy it or if it's the lack of authenticity i'm not sure I think I'm the same, Paul. I, th I think for me, maybe it's because I'm a little bit simple and take a little bit of time to digest things. Like if I read something, I'll often read it again, particularly if I'm reading something that's quite in-depth or quite deep. It, it takes me a little while to think around it. What does that actually mean? Do I actually believe that? Do I actually want that? And I think reading it off the screen, like in an instant, I don't have that space to, to think that. I guess that's what you're you're saying there, Ed, where you've had a chance to read it and to think about it and to meditate on it and then to share it together, it becomes a little bit more powerful, but, but straight off the screen. Yeah. I think I don't just, I don't have that time for processing, which, which I need. Okay. So my question is how often do you personally pray and what is your approach to it? If you have one and what advice would you give to somebody who wants to pray more or wants to start praying but doesn't know how? That's three questions in one, guys. Wowzers. Fucking liberties. Oh. So, can you read them again, please? <laughs> yeah, so how often, let's start with how often do you personally pray and what's your approach? Like, what does that look like for you in your everyday life? I think it varies a lot. Um I tend to go through seasons of being really good at um, almost being organized, I guess, with trying to be intentional about it. Um, working at Christians Against Poverty has helped because there are lots of Christians around me all the time and there are structured prayer things most days in some form or another. Um, sometimes it's, I get into, into a really good spiritual place and I will pray throughout the day on different things and just as it pops into my head um what's been really good actually working at christians against poverty i'm speaking to people all the time and people that know you're a christian but might not be themselves and often people who are going through difficult things so being able to offer prayer in a space that i've not normally been comfortable doing that um so in, in some ways more now but i think um generally it does fluctuate quite a lot I think I'm really bad at the structured prayer stuff, like in my own, like planning my days. I, I, I've tried periods of kind of saying every morning at this time or every evening at that time, and that falls apart really quickly for me. Um, but I, I, I tend to be fairly good at like the little, I th I've heard people call them arrow prayers, where they kind of, it's just something happens and you just kind of do that quick little, oh, God help me, <laughs> or... Um, yeah oh what do i do here but um yeah I, I i think i could probably be better at setting aside that longer periods of time where you actually sit and be a bit more contemplative i guess yeah definitely i think i'm some point somewhere in between i try to like end 
most days with prayer um, before I sleep. Um, but I, yeah, I try, just the stuff comes on. I think sometimes if, if I'm really, something really great happens, I find it impossible not just to thank God for it there and then. Um, so I think it's probably, yes, yeah, it's literally like five words rather than a long drawn out, you know, half an hour prayer session. Um, but just periodically through the day or yeah, if, if something's difficult, then just a quick five seconds. I think sometimes, again, these ideas wrapped up around prayer that it has to be this long drawn out thing with a structure and, and, and don't get me wrong. That's really helpful for, for some people that, you know, having specific time in the day to block out, to say, I'm just going to pray in this and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm just not that person. I like, I'm so disorganized and spontaneous that it's hard for me to do that. So just firing stuff as the day goes on works much better for me. And then just at the end of the day, just basically thinking back through the day and, I think that probably leads on to the next question for me. I'll answer that one with, and then hand over to you guys as well. But I think prayers changed for me how how I approach it. I think it used to be quite formulaic. Well, it did used to be quite formulaic, and you know, I'd be thankful for certain things and ask for certain things and this, that, and the other. Um, but actually, I think now it's more just about just um, offloading. Really, what this is what's going on. I'm not necessarily asking god for x y or z or just saying this has happened today i know you've been there through it but this is what's going on this is what's on my mind this is what's on my heart this is how i'm truly feeling and sometimes it's this this that personal space there that it's hard sometimes to say to to people exactly what's going on inside isn't it but i think that space there is a space where i can be truly like 100 brutally honest with myself and with god about what's going on internally um and i find i find that really helpful and i think if i'd have heard myself saying this five years ago i'd have been like what are you want about but um it's really yeah it's really really changed and developed away from asking god for x y and z or praying for certain situations just to being like i had a really good day today thanks for that this is what this is what i'm feeling thank you for that um or even just you know this has been tough if you could think about this person or that person or it's just more i say it's more like therapy i guess than than anything else and i find that really helpful i liked um i think i think it might have been ed when he was saying like god help me and i was thinking well if we're talking about god help me prayers i probably pray about 150 times (laughs) (laughs) um but um yeah, I agree with you, Nick, really. I think I think quite often for me, a prayer for another person could literally just be them being brought to my mind. And just the thought of that person and their circumstance is enough. And I think that that is often when I feel the spirit interceding in that is you, that person has been brought to my mind and that is a prayer um, just to know and to be consciously um, aware of their name in the presence of God. And I think... For me, it, the, one of the huge benefits of prayer is that it helps us to practice the pause, which is extremely helpful for emotional well-being. It helps us to improve our own self-awareness as well. Mm. The things that we pray for reveal so much about our heart, don't they? And I think that prayer directs us to Jesus because it's, firstly, it's an upward act because it's it's acknowledging the supernatural power of God 
but it also is drawing our attention to others. And so it's it's that inward experience. It's the upward God, but it's the outward living to others. And I just think there are so many benefits to prayer. Um, and th- but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's become a much more natural thing. And I'm also totally echoed the idea that it's a seasonal thing. There's been seasons in my life where out of the blue completely, I felt compelled to pray often and often about things that I had no idea I was going to be compelled to pray about. And then there are seasons where I'm honestly just maybe too wrapped up in day-to-day life to stop and practice the pause. And so it definitely is a seasonal thing for me as well. What was the third part of the question? Third part of the question, what advice would you give to someone who wants to pray more but doesn't know where to start? I think Nick's kind of made that like suggestion about um, offloading really. Mm. You guys have got anything to add to that? John, the like Sunday school answer that I got when I asked this question uh, yeah, when I was really young. Just start. No, it, it's not. I've got a structure. And I used this for years. Yeah, so growing up, I used the kind of uh, stop structure, which is sorry, thank you, others, please. And I found that quite helpful for quite a long time. And uh, yeah, as someone who's got quite a logical mind, having a structure to work through was helpful. But um, yeah, nowadays that's kind of gone a little bit out the window, um, as perhaps my logical mind has as well, because I used to believe that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've um, used stop as well. That was pretty much the the yeah. mainstay of my prayer life for like a good while. Um, yeah, until I, until I just started to, I guess, think a little bit more about what I was saying or what the purpose of prayer was. I think that was kind of the leading towards it. So yeah, I suppose the adv- the advice would be just like be really brutally honest with God yeah. about what's going on. Like you, you don't need to flower anything. Like there's a reason he's referred to as the wonderful counselor. Um, so do, you don't need to flower anything or just be like as straight as you can be honest with yourself, be honest with God and yeah, just say it how it is. I think that is really difficult though from a, like you say, using stop for a long time or just using a formula like the Lord's prayer is fairly similar to that formula really. Um, and I don't think that's a terrible place to start as a, a guideline for what what topics to, to bring up, I guess. Because I think for people who haven't, yeah. obviously we've grown up around hearing people pray in church and stuff. But for people who are maybe making an approach at it for the first time in their lives, it's a bit weird just talking to yourself almost. Um, mm. I think for people who aren't used to it and aren't used to it in everyday life, and aren't used to hearing it from other people maybe that's a a bit more of a barrier to just have a chat with yourself yeah so i think the idea of a formula maybe does help a lot of people who are sort of new to it yeah i agree with that i think it's a good formula as well because um i think you were sort of saying earlier ed that it helps you not to be like too indulgent on either like any particular area of prayer I think it gives you balance doesn't it Mm. yeah I think that is really helpful and if anyone sort of listening is uncomfortable with the idea of sort of like talking out loud or talking to God I quite often use a prayer journal because I like to write them down because I find it really helpful to look at the externalized thoughts that I've written down 
and what they tell me about my relationship with God and what they tell me about the condition of my heart and the situation that I'm praying for. So mm. writing them can be as helpful. There's another one that I've used in the past, which isn't like a full structure about prayer. It's a structure of missional living called bells. And um, the, the last stage of that is um, to kind of reflect on, uh, and it, it gets you to ask these two questions. And it says, okay, uh, Jesus, where did I resist you today? And Jesus, where did I follow you in today? And I think in, in a way that's quite an interesting prayer to to ask um just to have a bit of a time of reflection as well to think okay in my day where where was i actually pushing against where god was was leading me or what the opportunities that i had that perhaps i resisted um and not to beat yourself up about it or to kind of um yeah i know get get really annoyed at yourself but to just just kind of create that awareness of actually what, what, what has God been saying to you throughout the day and, um, yeah. I think that's just about all we've got time for today um, I, I found that really helpful just to unpack um, quite a lot and there's so much more that we didn't touch on today um, that we just didn't have time for but if there is some things that you'd really like us to discuss or, or questions that you think we might have uh, missed or, or not covered do put them in the, the listener group, which is on Facebook, which is just SSOM listener group. Um, just post in there, yeah, or just um, send send something on the wall and, and give us some guidance on that because we'd really, I think we would like to discuss a little bit more about this at some point, but it'd be quite good if you guys um, had an input on that as well. So please, yeah, do engage with us. Or if there's anything that you'd like to challenge or add to from what we've said today, again, that's the place to do it. So it's just SSOM listener group on Facebook. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Nick. And yeah, we really appreciate you listening and we will see you next time. Be well. There it is. Radio Gold.